With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting has come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Oh my goodness. It's a counter attack. It's a new dropper. And now it's in the middle. Dropper goes. Stretch it. Stretch it. Possibly bleak as this. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the, of the Chessie Hour. I'm here with a couple um, nice fellows, but before I introduce introduce them, I'm gonna have to do a quick, quickly little cheeky plug. You know, guys, we've got the Patreon. You know, a lot of people have been asking, "Oh, where's Yas? Oh, where's Palumi? We, we missed the insight." Well. We've got a special post-match review from them guys coming coming tomorrow or coming this weekend. So, guys, if you want to head over down to the Patreon and get signed up, as well as that, we've got the socials. You know, we've got the Twitter, the YouTube. Go, go, go! Follow the Twitters. Go and subscribe to YouTube pages. Check out the fight cards. You know, we've got we've got a big game against um, Arsenal coming up on Wednesday, which we're going to discuss as well. So, yeah, Anu, how are you doing, my brother? Don't even need to ask, man. I'm. I'm happy as I've ever been, man. This is I'm good. I'm good. I'm in great spirits, of course. Mm, I, I can I can see the smile on your face. <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to disguise it, but I can't even, man. Mm, I, I'm I'm here. I'm also joined by my arch nemesis, Ben Luke. What, what, what are you going with today? How, how are you doing? Hey, listen, yeah. Respect my brand. It's Luke today, yeah. Respect respect the brand, yeah. Okay, okay. You, you know, you know your name for once. You know your name for once. I'm, I'm brother, I'm brother show me. How, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm on cloud nine. Yeah, man. It's always good to have you on, man. It's been a while. So yeah, let's let's get straight into it. I mean, boy, we can't exactly avoid it. You know, a massive game that happened yesterday night in the in the history of Chelsea. Real Madrid at Stamford Bridge, two 0 guys. What a game, what a result for the boys and what a turnaround it's been over the last couple of months. You know, for me personally, that, that was it was an amazing game because it showed literally everything that we're, we're all about. And we've all been about this season, you know, that the high pressing, the intensity, the passion on the field. And yeah, before I get my points across, I'm going to ask you, Shemi, how did you think of it? What did you think about the game? What did you think of the lineup? Were you happy? Was you happy? Were you feeling confident? Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the first leg I was... Um, Quietly, quietly confident that we'd get the job done. I think I said it on the last pod that um, we'd win two one. I think I just got my prediction just out because we won two 0 But yeah, yeah, I was I was relatively confident. Um, the lineup was as expected. Or, um, I thought Pulisic would start, but um, it turns out apparently he got like a bad message, so that's why he was left on the bench. But um, other than that, he probably wouldn't start. But yeah, the lineup was as I expected. 
Um, in terms of the game itself, um, yeah, really good game. I think um, we made it quite difficult for Madrid to kind of... Um, so if, you, if anyone that watched the semi-final between... Sorry, the quarter-final between Madrid and Liverpool, they would notice how Liverpool made it kind of easy for um, Madrid's three players to kind of get on the ball and dictate and kind of just impose themselves and dominate. I, I don't think we did that. We didn't really allow them to kind of... Um, we didn't allow the likes of Cruz and Modric to um, have all the time in the world and kind of um, dictate the game. Um, we we kept the, the spaces um, in between our lines quite short um, and they found it quite difficult to break us down, um, which was really, really good. Um, I think the thing that impressed me the most is that when we got the ball, we sprung really, really quickly. Um, and that was literally, that looked like the game plan um, to kind of just kind of not, not sit in and be hanging off with dear life, but just be very, very disciplined. And then as soon as we got the ball, you saw the likes of Werner, um, the likes of Havertz, um, Mount, they sprung really, really quickly. Ben Chirwell as well, which was really good. Um, yeah, we, we, I felt like we looked like we were going to score the whole night, which was really good. Um, I think the second half was particularly impressive. Um, we, Madrid couldn't have a sniff, literally, throughout the whole second half. Um, but yeah, um, as we've done on, on the two call for the most part, we, we, we managed the game very, very well. And we actually created a bundle of chances. I think that's the, I think last night was the like one of the one of the games whereby we've created that alongside the Crystal Palace game. Well, I think those are the two games we've created the most chances from like just going off the eye test. I might be wrong, but um, yeah, we created a heap of chances. Um, I was a bit nervous because we didn't take we didn't, we didn't take them until until like until Mounts one at the end. But um, yeah, utterly dominant performance over the two legs. Thoroughly deserve to go through, and um, I'm very I'm very very happy. Yeah, man, we, we love to hear it, man. We love to hear it. Um, Anu, what were your thoughts on the game? I know it was a... I know you you, you were feeling quite bullish from what I last remember. Yeah, like, um, I, I as well was on the, the last pod and I think I said a 1-0 win. Um, but I was, I was quite confident because just due to the first leg of how poor I felt Real Madrid were, um, obviously they got the they got their goal, which led to one run the first leg. But I was confident going into this leg. Obviously the lineup, I don't really want to echo too much or repeat too much what Semi said, but um I thought Havertz actually probably deserved the start, um, just because of the performance he had over the weekend. He he had two superb finishes, and I think that's kind of what we've been looking for in terms of um us being clinical in the final third I'll try not to say clinical too much this pod um, but I thought Havertz deserved the start and it was always going to be difficult who he came in for um, and as we saw it was for Pulisic now in terms of the game I was, I was happy with it I thought it was completely different to how we started the first leg though I thought the first leg um, really well we were on the ball in the first 20 minutes it was all us um, and they were struggling to even get a hold of the ball. I felt in this game, it was more like we were sitting off them um, and they had a lot of the ball. However, we were being very aggressive in the tackling and we were pressing them very hard and they just couldn't really settle in. So even though they had the ball, they weren't doing anything with it for the first 15, 20 minutes, which I loved. Um, it was definitely the game plan, um, hard tackling, because we were seeing Christian flying in, um, Havertz was flying in and... I think it rattled them. We showed Real Madrid absolutely no respect and it paid off. Um, I thought we were superb. I really thought we were good and we set the tempo with with the... Well, I'm not even going to talk about the goal. We set the tempo with the goal Werner should have scored, um, should have put away um, from Chile's cross that he was offside, which was absolutely schoolboy from Werner. Do you know what I mean? Just bend the run, delay the run. I'm pretty sure that's... that's um, that's what every striker's taught to do. However, he made up for it with his finishing off Havertz's his goal. So, listen, we could talk all day um, about all the chances we had, but I just thought it was a superb performance. Real Madrid just weren't at it. They couldn't play with us. Um, we absolutely, from manager's point of view, he's absolutely schooled Zidane. Um, we, Mount was superb. Kante, exceptional. Havertz was so good. There was every single player on that pitch for us was just unbelievable. And it was it was a joy to watch. The only thing that was probably the most frustrating thing about the whole game was that we didn't win that game 6-7-0. And that's not even me just chatting breeze. Like, we should have scored at least seven goals that game. Um, but Sorry, sorry, brother. Seven goals? I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. Seven, I'm, 
I'm telling you, watch it again. Watch all the chances we had that whole game from start to finish. At least, at least I said on Discord, it should be six. No, no one will say, no one will say we flat. No one will say that's flattering. Bro, absolutely bad that team. I think four, five, maybe. That's everyone's homework. Go watch the chances we had in that game, and especially second half. I think first half we had about three goal scoring opportunities that could have been taken. At second half, we had at least four. Mm. Yeah, you, you know what? You are spitting, but if we're talking clear cut, yeah, I, I guess I don't know. Personally, I'm not fair? sure about seven, but okay, to be fair, to be fair, drop were... a few now. No, no, let's drop a few now. Drop a few now. Okay. Timo's offside one as well, remember. Timo's offside one, one, one yeah. Timo's offside on one, then um Kante, the actual goal two. Uh did we have any more in the first half? Yeah, Havertz missed the one on one as well before the, the one the first that half? resulted in the Werner goal. Yeah, just before um... there we go. So that's my yeah. three first half now. I think now, I think Havertz had another one as well, a quarter half saved. I'm not sure, but Mount missed one as well. But in the second, we had at least four men. Mount scored. Mount Habit should have scored one that Werner put him in for. Kante should have scored another one. We said Mount should have had another one too. And all these ones I'm talking about, they're not just like half chances. They were they were put in on a three on two or a two on one, and we didn't we just didn't put them away. At least three one on one second half. Hey, look, I won't lie, you, you yeah. have put a, you have put a very compelling argument. And I'm gonna change my frame of question for, for you, Ben. Um so we saw the lineup, we saw a certain team of other playing. Um a lot of people would have expected Pulisic to have played in, in his place. And I want to get your opinions on um how Timo performed in his absence and how you think Pulisic, what what you believe Pulisic has to offer in that position. Yeah, so for me, funny enough, I was literally just thinking about this as well when we came on in terms of, obviously, we know what Werner's on at the moment. And honestly, with each game, I know I've been on a deliberately not harsh type of thing where I've been trying to be objective, objective. But even then, I'm kind of losing hope a little bit that this guy is even really going to put it right. Because sometimes I feel like he just doesn't pay attention with the things he does. It's not that he's dead or doesn't have tech, but I feel like he just doesn't pay attention. There was one, someone short, it went wide. No one clocked it because I think an offside got given or something. He tried to clip one back to mount. Just kicked it out of play. But like I always say, after I've just talked about the negative, one positive with Werner, his runs, his movement. We, there's a massive skills gap in our squad in terms of just penetrative runs. And obviously when you're running, you don't necessarily have to receive the ball. You could be actually making space for others. People who have the ball, Havertz can turn now and he's able to drive because you've pulled a defender away. Or you've made a run right and now Pulisic has pulled off left and he's made a run. So there's definitely a major skills gap in terms of um, making runs. So even if Werner's not putting the ball in the net, his runs are really useful. So And that's one thing I always talk about with um, Cho and Pulisic, right? Especially when, um, you know, my whole thing about them being the, the future of the wings at Chelsea and that, yeah. That's one thing they can definitely pick up from Werner, ability to make runs because... I feel like with both of them, they both kind of want... Of course, um, um, Cho does occasionally doesn't make more runs, I want to say, than Pulisic. Neither of them completely just, oh, always wanted to feet and never running behind. But I think they need to diversify their game a bit more, especially in terms of you're looking at getting in the team over like a Werner at the moment when there's so much attacking talent um, involved. I think if, if they learn to actually, I want to say, move and, you know, make runs off the ball to like, I want to even say 70%. And that's not even me saying Werner's the best person that's ever running behind. But if they could take like 70% of that, given on top of what they have now, I'm not even sure Werner would see the, see the team over, over either of them, innit? Um, I think Anu said something about um, um, Havertz playing his way into the team. Definitely did that because I thought um, Villisic was actually going to play over Havertz when the team got put out at the weekend, right? But of course, Havertz earned his place in the team. But yeah, no, even though Timo is frustrating, he gives us a lot. And I keep and I've been I keep saying he's he's a must because of the runs he makes. Even if he's not putting in the net, which is stupidly frustrating, his runs give us oh, a lot. But yeah. Yeah, one quick point on the run thing to, to add on is that obviously it's so good you mentioned about the runs, and obviously that's what um that's definitely one of his strengths. But I think what, what doesn't get mentioned enough, and I even um Tuchel has mentioned this, is that what his defensive attributes that he brings and why he's preferred, do you know what I mean? Is counter-pressing. Um, yeah, that's very true. It doesn't get mentioned that much, do you know what I mean? Uh, um, because I guess it's it's probably not what the what, what the pundits are going to pick up and stuff, but Tuchel is really clear that he that's how he wants his striker to play. And I think that's also what's favouring him ahead of the other managers, uh, the, ahead of the other strikers right now. So, of course, his finish is not 
doing what he needs to do. But I don't think we should um, ignore what he does off the ball as well defensively. Yeah, I think I think you are spot on. And that was one of the points I was actually going to mention. Um, after looking back at the match and looking back on some specific stats, you know, you know, you guys know, you know, I like to tease Verona a lot, but yeah, this game I've got to give him his praise. His counter pressing was elite. I believe he made the second most recoveries only to a Jorginho. You know, like that he did add value in that game. I did feel that obviously he could have made a bit better of a run, a lot better of a run, sorry, um, when it came to that chance. And I feel like in terms of his actual play on the ball, I feel like he was a bit sloppy in that game at times with, with his passing, didn't really keep the ball well. But obviously, as you know, the guy's rapid. He's going to get it behind. He's going to give old man Ramos a hell of a time. And yeah, I have to, I have to give him his praise. So um, going on a bit more into that game, um, I've got I've got to give this this man his his this man his dues, man. You know, a lot of people were saying he's finished, <coughs> Shemi. A lot of people were saying we should um replace him with with a Basmati rice. We we've got to give our our brother, you know, Engolo Kante, his flowers. What a performance! What a performance from back to front. All action, non-stop. He was non. He was no. It was no word other than world class. You know, that first leg alone was top performance. But to see a player after putting an amazing performance in one leg, just up the level like he did in the second leg, is is is, is otherworldly. And when you think about it, the fact that there were no fans in the stadium, just to be able to just just be able to put the team on his back like he did there, I feel like that's just nothing short of world class. You know, like. I've always said, like, for me personally, when I look at Kante, he's a leader, not because he's the guy shouting, you know, getting in people's face. He's a leader by his actions. He's going to set the tone for the team to go. Ben, as you were about Bro, to say. Chief Kante, yeah. Listen, after man drops, man of the match performance in the, in the first game, man when they did it in the second game again. All, you're looking at this guy, your brother. It's Ramadan, and man is feeding the streets, bro. Because if you saw my reaction, yeah, to what this man was doing, on the ball, off the ball, going both ways, bro, man gave, man gave, you see Modric, Cruz, Casemiro in the midfield, no peace, no space, no time, no nothing. That man got run out the ends, bruv. Run out ends. You see Cruz doing all that talking on Twitter, talking about first Champions League final. He doesn't, no one makes him not sleep at night. Kante, we having nightmares about Angola Kante, bruv. Yeah, he showed him the levels, bruv. That's why I came to say, big up Kante, man. Big up Kante. The love I have for Kante is different, bro. It's almost Eden Hazard level, honestly. Also, yeah, as well, while I'm here as well, actually, big up my boy Pulisic as well, man. Playoff P, fam. Coming off the bench, you saw what he was on. Babs, I don't want to hear no nothing about my boy from now on, fam. You saw what he was on, bro. You saw what he was on. And Mount, Mount even kind of got away, got away with the first half he had, didn't it? My boy bust him in it, bro. Playoff P, bro. Big up him. As you said in the group chat, even though you hate on him, as you said in the group chat, he is a big game player. He does like to turn up when it's a big game. So big props to Pulisic, man, my boy. As I like. Yeah, man. As you did say, yep, I gave him his credit. He's a big game player. Let's just hope he can, he can bring us that consistency throughout the season. Um, Shemi, can you give us your thoughts on that um, performance from Kante? Uh, no, but just Kante, actually, if you want. Other players, because I did feel like Jorginho did hold his own as well in that uh, midfield pivot. Like, just in terms of like, your, your outstanding performance for that game. Yeah, um... I'm happy Kante has been dunking on my head because, yeah, I, I did think it was finished. I won't lie. But, um, yeah, I think it's normal for Kante at, at this point because he, he's turned up in, in numerous um, big Champions League games and just big games in general. Even going back to Barcelona um, under Conte. Um, yeah, he, he just turns up. He turns up in big games. Like, it's, it's normal for him. So, um, but yesterday was, was, was really, a, it was a monster class. Like, he, he completely dominated that, that midfield. Um I think what I liked most about his performance was his link play. I think usually um, people will associate a Kante um, man of the match performance with him making loads of tackles and interceptions, which is fine. But yesterday, he did that as well as link play between midfield and attack, um, get forward and support the strikers um, and, and create chances. Do you know what I'm saying? So it was really, it was really a complete performance from, from N'Golo Kante and he deserves it all, man. Um, in terms of other players, I thought Havertz was was very, very closely um, second man of the match. Um, I thought Havertz was fantastic as well. Um, he 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 is just he's just class. Um, it, it's like when he gets the ball in the box, um, it's like he has all the time in the world. He's just so cool. Um, that little chip um, again um, for the Werner goal. 
Um, I don't think many of us were expecting that. I wasn't expecting that. Like that was so that was so cheeky. Like how the audacity for him to try that. Um, but he was he was fantastic. His overall gameplay was really really good. Um, he looks after the ball so well, um, and he, the way he supports the attack is just really really good. Technically, he's he's superb. Um, he kind of reminds me of like a like a Berbatov, like in the way he just he just plays the game at his own pace and like he's always in control, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, Havertz was 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 really really good. Um, mm. And shout out to the ops because I haven't heard any of the ops um, talking his name lately. But that's one over there. But um, for they're, me, they're silent man. Yeah, nah, for real, because they were they, they were really trying to pab him. Really trying Listen, to pab you him. Listen, you lot, you lot have no it. faith. I told you lot from the jump, Hakasan Bola, bro. I told you, man. Did I not say that about Havertz? When you see that level of no, nah, nah, to, 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 to be fair, to be fair, most of us, most of us were were, were on board with Havertz. It was more the others. Yeah, fuck okay. the ops, bro. Yeah, wasn't well, it? Wasn't it that we can pull up the episode, bro? They tried to drag me for the for the price of him. They all oh, tried they to tried to me that him. episode. That episode was mad. How old everyone? Yeah, and where are they now? They're not <laughs> around no more. And who's that? Because of? I would like to add, actually, on in terms of the performers, um, I'm actually going to speak about people who weren't even mentioned there. Um, but no, mm. big up. I was going to come to you. I was going to come to you. I have a feeling you're going to say, go, go for it, brother. Big up to, uh, but however, big up. Firstly, now I've got to echo what Ben said. Big up to, to Kante, bro. Like, did, did he break fast? Did anyone see that? I didn't see him even breaking fast bro, in that game, bro. bro I need that. I need Andy, someone to check that for Andy, me. Let me say quickly, yeah. Bro, he did not even need to break fast. He was munching off Cruz, bro. He Jeez. was eating off of Cruz in that midfield. There was yeah, no need. Done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, okay, okay. I'm finished. Cruz was chatting a bit today. Anyway, you guys see that. We'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, no, my my yeah, outstanding I saw that. I saw that. My outstanding performers. Um, firstly, I'm going to give it to Rudiger. I thought he was falling yesterday. Like he was doing things with such confidence, such vim. He's like you see his sprints up and down. You see he was carrying the ball the whole length of the pitch. Sometimes he was doing quote turns um, around our box, and everything was coming off for him. And even his long passes, I just think sometimes he goes under the radar, just how good he's playing and that how good the whole back five are playing. Well, specifically back three, um, that we never look under threat. Um, but no, last and not least, man, and um, I really think he should have been up for man of the match, that Eduardo Mendy. Bro, this keeper, yeah. Like, you have to factor in how big those two saves were he made. In fact, how big the first the first one he made from Benzema outside the box. I think it was, was it nil at the time? Yeah, I think it was nil at the time. For the Benzema shot, yep. When the Benzema yeah, shot. Yeah, and if that goes in, that completely changes the game. Do you know what I mean? And it's so refreshing having a keeper here who could make those big saves and keep us in it and look at the momentum switch. Do you know what I mean? That's It's, it's, it's as good as a goal. Um, and not to mention the second the second save of Benzema's header that he flicked over. Nah, the guy is outstanding. To come in on such a low price tag, however, with so much pressure... Um, for whatever reasons, you can debate that to yourself. Nah, you've got to give him a round of applause, man. I, th- I think I think the first the first save was 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 harder, you know. I think the second save was a little bit more routine because um, it was kind of it was like he could see it because the first the first one the first Benzema shot, um, Benzema curled it around I think like two defenders and he saw it really late, so it was really impressive the way he was able to reach out and bend it around and um, save it around the post. So um, I think that that for me was 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 the top top save, and th- that was the one I was like, wow, yeah, that's. A- this keeper's really, really good. And he's got the record now, right? Of uh, most clean sheets in European football, is it? Yeah, I think so. Something like that, yeah. yeah normal, yeah. normal, yeah. normal. Yeah. It's a normal thing. Yeah, it's a normal thing. You see when Doncic gives the, the co-sign, the player's 30, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. And yeah, before we move on, I've got to give one man his dues, you know. Hey, I can't lie, you know, he's been looking shaky at moments, you know. He's looked like he's lost his legs at times, but Aspilicueta was Big absolutely Dave. top quality. Absolutely top quality. Flicks around the corner. The, that pinpoint cross to find Havertz for the header. He didn't even break a sweat during the game. Like he, he was top quality. He, he, he was amazing. He was amazing. And I know there's been a lot of discussions about whether he's a Chelsea legend or not. And boy, I mean, <laughs> he really is making a case for himself today This in this um current Champions League um. Babs, Run, can I just say quickly, yeah? Go for it, bro. We've, we've, we've had a lot to say about Aspen Kutter, innit? So, and you know the streets, you know when they come, they like to say, you know, having your favourites and your agendas and all that kind of stuff. None of that, yeah. We've had a lot to say about Aspen Kutter and the whole Rich James situation and who should start there. But 
I was thinking to myself, I remember I was so annoyed when um when Aspie, when I saw Aspie starting over Rich James, right? And I was thinking, bruv, it can only obviously be experience. And the experience factor came like came through fully, in fact, like fully. Like, bro, man told Hazard, Boris is not the only one I can call a lockdown, bro. Hazard did not have no luck in that whole game, bro. Like, and experience-wise, even just cooling the man them down, even Thiago Silver as well. Like, Aspie was Aspie was doing it so much, or Gio was doing it so much, all the man that were doing it so much that even Thiago Silva's leadership that we big up so much as well. Don't get me wrong, he was still a leader in that game, but he didn't even need to be the guy that's calming everyone down. Everyone, everyone. I feel like it was a real coming-of-age type of game as well for a lot of our players. Even Havertz was on the dark arts, bro, kicking the ball away and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, now big up all of them, man, but Aspie in particular, because we've, we've had a lot to say about him when he has something good. So when he's good, we have to give him his dues, man, honestly. Big up, big up Dave, man. Exactly, exactly, exactly that, man. Bro, Wait, Ben, shame, your, man. your energy disc today, you're coming correct. As you were going to say, Shami? Yeah, sorry, sorry. I, I just wanted to touch on the Aspie, Reese James thing, yeah, because I've seen some of the ops, um, some of the insecure, you know, ops, um, trying to pam Reese James saying that, um, uh, uh, I thought only Trent gets shots for big games. Like you lot are big, big men. This is it's just embarrassing, really. So essentially, th- th- the situation is, yeah, Christensen, Christensen, and um, Christensen was so good when Thiago Silva got injured, and obviously Thiago Silva was so good before he got injured too. That essentially the two were, were basically undroppable, and um, it's not a it's not an indictment on Reese James that Aspie's playing ahead of him. No, it's just a thing of it's always easier in every single situation to drop the young player. So we've seen it with Callum Hudson Odoi. We've seen it with um, Tammy Abraham. Um, even at other clubs, it's, e- it's easy f- to drop Curtis Jones. It's always easier to drop the young player. So you lot try to force this agenda about, ah, oh, I thought it only happens to Trent. I thought this is England's best right back. No, just stop. It's embarrassing. It's, it's, it's incredibly desperate. It just just relax. Um, but yeah, back to Aspie. Um, really, really good performance. I think I think it's mad because he's actually showing some nouts going forward, which, um, which, is, which has been really, really surprising. Um, but yeah, man, Mr. Reliable, I think this season, I don't have a bad word to say about him this season, to be honest. He's been he's been very, very solid, man. Um, pick up Aspie. Hope he hope he lifts the, tro- the trophy on the same night. But yeah. Yeah, facts, man. Facts. He he deserves it, man. What what a servant to the club. And yeah, so going on to the next part of the show, you know, boy, we've just had an amazing week, but we have an even bigger week coming up. You know, we've got the game against Man City tomorrow. At the Etihad, massive, massive game for our season. Some say it's a preview to the Champions League final. Others may not want to watch the game because they're a bit scared, but who knows? We've got the game on Wednesday against Arsenal at Stamford Bridge. Another massive game, not just because of how key it is for getting top four, but this is all about the bragging rights, you know? We've really disgraced ourselves against Arsenal this season. We have to make this right. And lastly, but not least, the first chance for silverware. The game at Wembley against Kelechi's roaring Leicester City. The FA Cup final. Boys, how are we feeling? Bring I'm them. the start of you, Ben. Oh. Bring them. Bring them. Energy. Listen, listen Energy. Yeah. you see me, yeah? You see me at the moment, the way I'm feeling, yeah? Um, the defense has given me a lot of confidence in that. Like, even if we do concede max, it'll be a, it shouldn't, unless people are on nonsense, it'll be a calm one goal in it. But even then, the defensive foundations that we've set, yeah, and now the way that men are kind of feeling themselves a bit more going forward. Hackerson Havertz has started. Pulisic, you already know what he's on at this type of time of the season. Even Werner's runs. I just wish Cho could be more involved as well. Even Ziyech has stepped up a bit as well, to be fair, just mainly in terms of goals. And obviously, you know you know about Mason Margiela, innit? So right now, I'm on a thing where the defensive foundations that we have make me go into any game, no matter how big the opposition is, at least 70% confident. You see what I'm trying to say? So even with the City one, of course, it's important for top four. We don't necessarily have to win that game. But if we don't lose, calm. The Arsenal game... I need Duncans, bro. I need Duncans because them man, bro, you have to deep here. Kante slip gave gave Marcelli a career. They haven't stopped going on about it since. Like they're a very shameless club. <laughs> like they act, no, it's actually they're they're very shameless. So I need a severe, severe Duncan. I'm um, talking all that little playing out from the back they try to do is bare cute. We were playing out better, we played out better from the back than that under Lampard. So all of that shit, 
we need to we need to capitalize on these man's frailties and we need a severe dunking at the bridge. I'm talking about what what we did to Wenger on his on his one thousand thing. No mercy thing. I need a dunking, severe dunking. And obviously, yeah, natural many Nigerians here in it. Yeah, you know that's our guy in it, but the, the senior man has to buck the chief. He has to buck the chief, yeah, at the FA Cup final. And we need to come away with that trophy in it. Calm. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Damn. Damn. Ben bringing another ether straight straight to the streets. You heard it here first, man. And yeah, I'm going to come to you, Shemi, next. You know, we look at this game against City, and I personally believe that this game is not just important for this season. It's not just important for the Champions League, but it's important for just to see a barometer, a barometer of our progress. You know, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a very, very quick um, five months since two shows come in, and how we perform against Man City. Some say it's a preview for the UCL final. Me personally, I don't agree, but I do believe that it will be a barometer to see how how we progressed. And I want to come to you, Shami, to ask: Do you disagree with me? Do you agree, and why not? Do you know what? Yeah, there's there's a lot riding on this league game because obviously City could clinch the title, and we need to get top four. So to an extent, it actually could be more of a it could be a um it would definitely be more of a preview to the final than the than the our FA Cup meeting because our FA Cup meeting they rested quite a few players. So I think the game this Saturday would be very interesting. I think as Ben said, we can take confidence in the foundations we set defensively. Um, I said this last pod even um because we're we're really solid at the back um. Obviously, I don't think I don't think we've played a team like City whereby they have so many different individual threats and um they they don't have a set like they don't have a set kind of striker whereby everyone's just moving about. So I think that'll be interesting to see how we how we cope with that. Um but I think we've shown um obviously we've beaten all basically all of the big teams apart from Manchester United that we face. So there's no reason why we shouldn't be um, you know, semi-confident we can come away with something at least. But for me, um, every game from now to the end of the season, well, in terms of the league, we just can't lose. Like, there's because people are forgetting that we we could still very well finish outside of the top four if we go like one or two bad results. We could actually finish fifth. So it's very important that we at least pick up a point um, at the Etihad. I rebuke it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, so yeah, it's very, very important. We pick up a point at the had at least, and then um beat Arsenal quite convincingly. I don't know why, but I'm pretty confident we can beat Leicester. But it's it's the Arsenal game that I'm 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 nervous about because they're just our bogey team right now. So yeah, man, I think I think hopefully I'll I'll be happy with a point against City, just bearing just given how they've played. But if we were to come away with all three, it wouldn't totally shock me because we've kind of um we've shown that we can compete against um the best teams in England thus far. So, yeah. I hear it, man. I hear it. And um, Anu, how are you feeling ahead of this this big match week? You know, I know you're a big fan of the senior man himself, you know. I know you've probably got a couple of feeders running through you, you know. Some say you're the oracle. Some say you're, you're the holder of information, the holder of knowledge. Anu, talk to me. How are you feeling? Well, in regards to senior man, don't worry about him, man, because I'm providing this soap this week. And listen, it's not a good one. So don't worry. He's not, he's not dropping any gems on us, man. So we're good there. Um, in regards to just, I get, it's, it's crazy, man, because, well, how I'm feeling firstly, I'm feeling confident, obviously. We're just coming off an unbelievable win against Real Madrid. That, as I said, could have been 7-0. 
um, and we're going to play City. So we're as confident as we can be, but it's just, it's difficult. The games are coming so quickly now. We, we're struggling to even process one for the next one coming, but that's what this season's saying. And as as Shemi said, man, like we've shown we can, we can beat City um, and Tuchel has shown that he's a manager who does his homework and really does his um, analysis on teams. He knows what he's doing. He knows the teams, but like he knows the team so well. Um, the players have confidence in him. You see what Mason Mount said after the game against um, after the game against Real Madrid that it's everyone's running that extra yard. Um, they're playing as a team, and we're going in it with the best opportunity to win. So I am confident, it's, but it's going to be difficult. Um, of course, Arsenal's a must win, but I honestly think we can beat City as well. I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to go, go and say that we can't. Um, they're going to be tired as well from their game midweek, and we've just got to give it all. I don't know what he's going to do in terms of teams. I don't think any of us know what Tuchel is doing in terms in terms of selections. We've obviously seen um, we haven't seen a few players for a while now. That includes Tammy Cho. Um, so who knows? They they could get games. Um, why we haven't seen them? We can, we can debate that later, but. It's going to be key to keep everyone. Everyone needs to stay fit now because the games, every game's a final, as I've said it before. And I think that's just the most important thing about, about this run coming up, man. Um, we have to keep our big players fit because injuries now could really derail us. Our squad's not as big as we think. Do you know what I mean? Our squad's really not as big as we think. And I think that it's getting tested, especially in the midfield. So I think importantly, we keep our players fit. And just give ourselves the best chance possible. But I'm looking forward to every single game. And I really have faith in Tuchel. I believe in him. And I just believe in his methods. Like, just a little thing in terms of he didn't even let the players stay um, in hotels. What typical managers would do the night before the Real Madrid game. He does shit differently. And it's working. He said, look, let the players stay at home. I want them to be comfortable. They're coming in comfortable. Real Madrid looked like they stayed in the hotel for, for two weeks. And these guys and our players look like they're staying in bed. So he does things differently. He breaks the rules. Um, he has he has unique methods, but it's working, man. And and I really think that we're gonna we're gonna we have great shots in all the games. Mm-mm-mm. Hey, man. I don't know about you guys, the listeners, but whenever I listen to Anu, Anu does feel me with confidence. You know, he gets me feeling gassed for the games. He gets me feeling ready. So if you want to hear more from Anu, head over to the Patreon. We are going to have a pre-match preview for the Arsenal game. We're probably going to get a, a cheeky Arsenal fan, probably from the Tachi Gunas, shout out them and there, the Ops. Probably going to get, get them there to really dig into the game. Not only that, we should have a fight card for you as well. We know you guys love them. We know you guys love, love our performances. So head over to YouTube and give that a, a, a subscription. Um, guys, so ahead of this so ahead of this week, you know, I do have to think to myself... Um, it's been a while since some coach is, play, is not played. You know, he's been out injured. Um, it's been a while since a Cho got a start. You know, it's been a while for, for, since ZH as well. Like, it, it does feel as though we are coming close to a period where we are going to have to start rotating um, our team. So I want to get you guys' opinion on, do you guys think there is a, a view from Tuchel whereby he's found his trust in eleven? Or do you think it's just a thing of where he's just trying to, he's confident in the fact that he's got his senior players playing and he's got his most informed players playing? I'm going to start with you, Shemi, on that one. Um, first of all, I slightly disagree with the point that is um, the rotation point. I think because it's crunch time in the season, I think um, sticking to your, let's say your, I think sticking to your 13, 14 trusted players would probably be the way most experienced managers will go, which and I think it makes sense. Um, oh, I think can can you can players physically do that these days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting to that. Okay. I think, I think, I think, I think in 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 the case of like players that haven't played, so like in in our case, I think Tuchel's kind of given everyone their shot. Um, and now we're just at crunch time, whereby yeah, I think he's kind of just found the core players that he he, he trusts. Um, to play the big games because all the games we've been playing recently have been really big games. Um, and I, I just, that's not to say that certain man won't feature long term, I don't think, because he has given a lot of guys fair shots and he lacks he lacks some of the guys that haven't been playing, um, like Ocho, for example. But um, I think um, 
In terms of rotating, I, I, I personally, I don't think we'll see too much, in my opinion. I think um, because we had um, we, we had a chance to rotate for Fulham and the Madrid game. We pretty much kept the, the two Madrid games and then the Fulham game. We pretty much stick to the same 11. And then even the, um, the game before we faced Madrid, the first leg, I think the 11 was similar again. So it, it looks like we've got to a point whereby Tuchel is isn't going to rotate too much, and it won't be surprising. It won't, it won't surprise me if it doesn't. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, um, but I, I think we have the squad to kind of to deal with the the like you know the fixtures and everything that's coming now. But yeah, we just have to wait and see. Mm, 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 interesting, and Ben. Yeah, I was just going to say. I- I'm, I'm a bit of both in it when it comes to um, what Anu and Shemi have just said. I just think, um, obviously, where Tuchel's come in, he's, I think he's tried or has been trying to get everyone, give everyone a fair shake. But at the same time, you need to get results. And at the same time, I don't think he's a man that believes that you can just, like Cho hasn't played, just play him for one game. I, I think it's a thing where he, he when he brings people in or win from like the cold, he wants them to have a couple games and, and have a bit of a run. Like Marcus Alonso got one. Um, as well, and everyone kind of thought, damn, is it going to be Alonso over Chilwell? And now look, Chilwell's back and he's in the team. And obviously, even the things that Tuchel says, even about the people that haven't played much, it's not that he doesn't like them. It's just that you can't always get them in. And even, I think James the other day played, we saw him playing um, centre-back, actually, as part of the three. Um, so we've, we've seen a lot of different um, like kind of combinations in, in, the, in the effort to kind of get people on the pitch as well. Tammy was completely out on the cold not long ago, and now it seems like Tuchel's trying his hardest to get him in when it, wherever he can. But obviously, at the same time, you need to get results. So I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm somewhere in the middle when it comes to both um, um, what, what both of the guys have just said. I just think it's, 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 it's a time when I guess you can rotate, but at the same time, he's probably going to rotate out of the guys who have kind of been on the fringes of things already. So Ziyech doesn't start every game, but he has started some recently or had some moments recently and obviously the same Pulisic will count himself unlucky not to start um, at the weekend as well so yeah it's probably going to be amongst the guys who have been in in and around even if they haven't started every single game it's going to be an interesting thing to see in terms of rotation because we have got a massive run of games so is Tusha really going to want to tinker with things he's going to want to stick with be tried and tested or is he going to give players a rest you know and yeah, um, I know, Anu, I, I, I recognise you. I feel like you had something to say there after Chevy's point. So I was to come to you real quick. No, I. it was, it was just more the the, phys, the the physical aspects of it. Um, in an ideal world, we'd love to play the same 11 for the, for the next three games. But it's just, is that realistic? Do you know what I mean? Um, and I can't imagine all these players are that they're play- all the players that are currently playing are playing injury-free, I'll be honest with you. Um, they've had so many games, like they must be hurting. So there are going to be games that will be prioritised. Which ones will be, I'm not sure. Um, but I, I just can't see us sticking to the same 12-13, really, just just due to the fact of, of it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but we'll... Time will tell. It is a lot. It is a lot indeed. And yeah, so to wrap that up again, guys, we will have a post-match reaction for the Real Madrid games. Don't worry. We've seen, we've, we've heard, we've heard, we know you guys want the content. You know, we know you guys want to hear from P- Pels, you know. He's, he's, a, he's amazing. Trust me. I'm a big fan of him myself. We know you want to hear from Dan. We know you want to hear from Yes, who you haven't heard from in a while. And they're going to have I, that. I, Keep I your listen, eyes you up. Not, yeah? You lot, with Charging ten thousand a verse from Pels from now on, yeah. So if you lot want to, if you lot want to hear him, sign up to the Patreon for. Yeah, man, you heard that from Ben, man. They, they say they're saying a Pels verse comes like God comes like God in twenty twenty one, man. You, you you know the vibes, you know the vibes. You got to drop yeah. the dollar, fam. You got to drop the dollar. You got to drop the dollar. So yeah, comments and next section of the show, listen to questions, guys. Again, thank you guys for always um supporting us. You know we appreciate you. We we love you for rocking with us. Make sure you keep um following us. Follow us as individuals as well. But yeah, let's get to the listeners' questions. As per usual, shout out to Discord listeners. 
You know, it's an amazing community going on there. We've got well, one thousand fans are just strong. You know, you've probably got a couple hundred people in there for the for the for the live match reaction for the Europa League semi final. You know, we, we don't do any competitions like that. But you know, anyway, as I was saying, you know, it's an amazing community. So guys, make sure you head over there to subscribe. To head over there to join us, subscribe. But yeah, let's start with the listeners' questions. So first question coming from TK. He asks, "Will our lack of finishing cost us in the final?" Shemi, I'm going to... No, sorry. And I'm going to come to you with that because you did mention the, the point about us having the seven chances. And against the City, can you run that risk? You know, I pray it doesn't. I pray it doesn't. But it could. 100% that could. The question was, could it cost us in the final? Yes, it could. Because against City, we're not going to have that many. So you could probably half that because we're going to get chances. Do you know what I mean? They're human. We're gonna get. We're gonna get chances. So we could get two to two, three to two chances, and you've got to you've got to take them. Do you know? So my only my only thing is that the contrast to that question, I would say, is that I'm so confident with us defensively, um, and I think our back five have got us out, have allowed us to have so many chances. If that makes sense. Um, but to answer to answer the question straight, I think it could cost us. So it needs to pattern that up real quick. Mm, and I've said mm, that all season. I've yeah. said that all season. I said if there's any downfall for us all season, it's just the fact that we when we get into the final third, there's just too there's it's just too much um, too too indecisive, not clinical enough, um, and wasteful. Exactly that man. I th- I could have summed up better myself. And yeah, so from the next question, shout out Toby. You know, a big support of the show. We appreciate you. He asks, how do we think both managers are going to sell up for the game of the weekend? Will we see mind games? Will Pep or TSL try something different? Shemi, I'm going to come to you for that one. Um, I think Pep will play his usual game. So I think they'll come out and be quite expensive um, just simply because of what's at stake. They're, they're trying to wrap up the title um, as soon as possible, really, truthfully. Um, and that's just the Pep way. Pep doesn't really in league games. He doesn't really deviate from from his um, from his um, style, really and truthfully. And what the way they've been playing recently is is more than working. They've just been battering teams, like. So, I think from that perspective, Pep will see much of the same what we've seen recent weeks from Pep. I think Tuchel on the other hand might might do a bit of tinkling. Um, I think you'll see a very pragmatic um, game plan from Tuchel on the weekend. He will try to exploit weaknesses. I think you'll see something similar to what we saw in the FA Cup semi-final in the sense that we'll probably um, camp deep and make it very difficult for City um, and then exploit, um, obviously, runs in behind to Werner um, up top, probably, um, to try to run into space. Um, and I think you will see um, Tuchel's game plan will be a lot on transition. Um, I think that will be what Tuchel will focus on to try and beat Pep. Um, transitions... Um, and potentially exploiting so that so if so if for example a Cancelo plays who usually drops into midfield, I think you'll find Tuchel might try and play a bit more of an expansive win pack like Reese James or um Cho. So yeah, I think those will be I think that's how the game plan out. I think a very pragmatic approach from Tuchel and a more expansive um approach from Pep to which we're used to. Mm. Guys, as you can see there, man, there's always a tactical and introspective um, opinion from Shemi. If you want to hear more from him, head over to the Patreon. You, you, you know where the goal's at, man. You know where the goal's at by now. So, yeah, next couple of questions from the Twitter, guys. Guys, man, we, we appreciate you, but come on, man, head, head over to the Discord. You know, like the, the community is popping every single day. We're hearing from my United fans. We're hearing from Arsenal fans. We're hearing from Liverpool fans that th- there isn't a chat popping like the Chelsea chat. Come and join us, you know? So, yeah, first question from the Twitter, lads. And from, first question from Andy. Shout out you, Andy. You know, big support of the show. We appreciate you, as, as, as always. Um, so he asked, having heard news that Tuchel is thinking or go with a 4-2 or 4-2-4 next season, which players does he think we have to fit those formations? So, personally... I'm actually going to quickly put a, a, a quick opinion in there. So, you know, we had a, we had a bit of quick chat in the, in the Chelsea group chat earlier this week about this, actually. And I mentioned the fact that 
I actually do believe that a, a Pulisic himself would actually fit that um, formation world of four, the four, four, the four, two, four in that centre forward role, because I do feel that some of the some of the work he does do in central areas, he is very dangerous with that dribbling. So I'm going to come with you, to you, Ben, first of all, for that question. How do you who, who do you think is going to fit that that formation in terms of the four two four if Tisha was to go with that? Yeah, I was I, I agree with um, you on um, Pulisic thing, but I was I was probably going to say off the left. I think it's almost perfect off the left in terms of sometimes the space that it allows in terms of obviously, especially when you're looking at probably more operating in that half space. I always look at Southampton's um, example of it, if that makes sense, or some of the German teams sometimes, like Leipzig used to do it as well. And obviously as a left winger in that, you're not as wide, I guess, as you would find yourself in like a 4 3 for example, and it's more of a creative role. I always say to Chevy actually about Pulisic that I don't think he's you know, this, I don't think anyone thinks he's a traditional winger, but I think he's actually less of a winger than people think. So I definitely 100% get what you're saying in terms of the central area thing. But in terms of position, that would be probably be perfect for him in terms of getting on the left and coming in with it and doing something with it. Then that left throw in a, in a 4 triple 2 or four four two hybrid, whatever you want to call it, would be perfect. And I would actually probably say Pulisic on one side and Cho on the other side with Havertz off the striker. Mm, mm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm liking them just fitting, Ben. I'm, I'm liking I'm liking the come I'm liking on, the verses, man. I'm, I'm liking them. I'm liking hey. them. So next question, friend of the show, Alexis, shout out you, man. We appreciate you. Check head over to Alexis, check out his YouTube. He always brings out amazing content. Alexis wants to know what signings turn us into a title contender. He believes a centre back and a, and a um, central um, creator will do that kind of job in a Sancho and a Varane. And he wants to know, what do we think? Shami, I'm going to come to you first of all for that one. Um, I think a striker, a 20-goal-a-season striker in a league, that is. Um, and probably, I think we're all right in defence, personally. I'd probably say another ball carrier. So, in the mode of, like, a greenish. Personally, I'm not a fan of ZH in it, so I, I would sell ZH if I, if I had my way. I'm not gonna lie to you. So um if you had like a, a another ball carrier, like in like in the mode of like a greenish Sancho, um that would be I think that would take us a title. Those two. I don't think we need that much, if I'm being honest. I think our squad is stacked with quality. Um so yeah, I think those those two modes mm. of players would take us a title. Yeah, and um just to bounce off that question, um Olu in the Discord has a qu- another question and he wants to know. Um, do we need a striker for next season or can we rely on Kai to bag us the goals to lead us to a title? No. I I, oh, go on, go on. No, I was just going to say, um, no. I, like, I was obviously, I heard, um, I saw, obviously, um, sorry, I should say, I heard obviously your question in terms of what Alexis asked in terms of the central rear. I don't think we need any more creators. I think we're, we've almost got too many creators, but I don't think we should be relying on Herbert, even though Herbert will get us, um, get us goals. I don't think we should rely on him for goals. I think his goal should be more complementary. You see what I'm trying to say? Or supplement, you know, the main goal scorer's goals. I think we need someone that just focuses on net. Because if you look at the profile of players we've got, we've got so many creative players that are still young. And the type of play, and, and I, I emphasize the age because there, there are certain, there are like, if you look at players we deem creative, a lot of them chip in, you know, a nice amount of goals. But it's normally a thing where, it's in their prime when that has, when that starts to happen, or should I say at their peak, um, when they can balance the creativity and obviously given the goals as well. Whereas our players are still young, so I feel like having that one person that we can rely on to net, and obviously there's going to be pressure on, on these dot to net too. But where where the pressure is not, oh, you need to, you need to for us, otherwise we're pissed. I think will actually allow them to develop a lot better as well, including Havertz. Because even even in terms of pigeonholing, I think we'd completely just pigeonhole Havertz into just being a goal scorer as well if that was to happen. So, yeah, I, I would say a central striker and, and allow the young players to develop, and allow them mm. to develop, and obviously get their goals on a on a on a um, more organic type of flex. If that makes sense. Exactly, exactly. I do, I do hear that, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually make a, a, a surprising shout. And you guys are probably gonna look at me in absolute confusion, but personally, I do think yes, we need a striker, but I'm willing to give Timo Werner one more chance. 
Not because. That's me. Slow down, slow down, slow down. You're not just going to say that and act like you didn't just say something significant. Pardon me? I want you to say it again. I that into him, bro. Listen. Slow down. you've seen us battling him in the chat, right? Every time. You lot that don't know, innit? Listeners, you lot that don't know, yeah? In the Chessie Hour chat, if Werner's touch, if he even makes a bad touch, they're at him, if he Bro. misses something, get at him. Babs, Babs hoped he missed yesterday. Whoa, whoa, I did not say that. I said, I Bro, he's like, oh, he, oh, he scored. Oh, this, uh, this doesn't have the injury. rules. Babs hey, hey look, man. I, 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 wanted, I wanted that Kai Havertz score. That's what I'm going to say. There we go. But there yeah, as, as I was going to say, the only reason I'm going to give him one more chance is to boost his value because his value is in the absolute mud. That's about it. And I do believe that if we are to get a striker, it will cause a couple of issues because I don't think a team of owners going to want to sit on the bench, you know, at 250k a week. And we do know Chelsea is a very political club. You know, you sign a striker, he's on big wages, he has to start at the club. You know how they are, not going to cut their, their, their losses. If it was up to me, he'd be out of the window in the summer. So you guys don't get your hopes up. But the reason for me why I will start him is just to get that value back up again, hopefully bring back my confidence and hopefully get a striker to supplement. I just think that's such a straight way to look like just such a dead way to look at it like yeah I'm because if he starts playing like, well it's yeah, good for us i'm more of the opinion of i think every player should deserve two seasons kind when moving country especially in a season a covid infected season where pre-season was basically nothing um and yeah we have had players who have struggled in the first season and who have blossomed in the second so my only my thing about Werner is I just feel he deserves one more season with a full preseason with a manager like Tuchel who seems to understand him. If he does, if he cannot shine next season, then we get it. Do you know what I mean? Then it hasn't worked out. Fair enough, move on. But to just cut the losses so quickly in a season that hasn't been orthodox is 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 strange to me. Do you know what I mean? Like he's we've seen what. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but we've seen the kind of numbers he can pull up and the kind of goals he can score. So why do you feel like that can't happen in the Prem? I understand that there's a Bundesliga tax and the quality of the Prem is incomparable to the German league. So comparing stats is actually not a, is a lazy form of analysis. However, let's see what he can do, right? Let's see what he can do in the 14th forms. Because I know everyone behind the scenes believes that there is a striker in there. It's just not happening now. And listen, what were Jogba numbers first season? They were terrible. Yeah, they were terrible. They were dead. They were dead. Am I right in saying that Werner's the first um, outfield player since Hazard to get double double assists and double goals this season? Yep. Like, it can't be that. And this is supposedly the worst striker the Brems ever seen. You know what? You know what it is, Anu. Yeah, as well. You know what it is. The positions he get in, get it gets in, they're a blessing and a curse. Because if you look at actually where he's played, given the fact that he's not always played up front, and the fact that we've been in a mud as well as a, as a team at times, yeah, his numbers aren't actually anywhere near as bad as you would think. But it's the misses, isn't it? But I, the misses, yeah. yeah, the misses are a good thing and a bad thing because it's his ability to get into these positions, no matter who the manager was. I, I personally think, especially with Werner, Werner's the type of person where he's got some. He's got some mad, like, raw attribute-wise, he's got a lot of good raw attributes, right? But I think he needs someone, like... I'm, I'm not even trying to sound rude. You see when Mourinho said that Shaw performed with his brain? That's what Werner needs, and that's, I slightly feel like that's what kind of... That's what Werner's kind of had. Even with the Bundesliga thing, I don't really think it's a... Um, a uh, 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 quality thing. I think it's a stylistic thing in terms of the fact that everyone presses. So a lot of the time, it's it's it means it's open for certain stuff to happen. So even when I look at his time at Chelsea, yeah, to sum up, yeah, I think he's never actually had strict instructions and like bespoke instructions going forward. Under Lampard, this guy was just saying, get goals. How, there's many ways to get goals. You see what I'm trying to say? Um, under Tuchel, yeah. I still don't think that Tuchel's really looked at the attack and said, this is exactly how I want you to play. He just knows that we have gifted players and he set up the foundations for them man to do well and has more done a lot of work on the midfield and the defence. So my whole thing is that, especially with all the factors you said about um, second season as well, I'm, I'm waiting to see 
when he's been told, okay, you start out like, you know, just as an example, out to in runs, for example, when to make a run in behind, what he does when, you know, patterns of play and these kind of things, when all of that starts to happen and he starts to get those instructions and we, we start to focus on, on the instructions in our attack a bit more, if he saw nonsense then, fair enough. But I look at the raw attributes and I think to myself, he just needs direction. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, if, if he is magically able to to mysteriously mysteriously fix that first touch, you know, <laughs> boy, <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna Werner have to hold my hands up in it. Babs, I was gonna say, Babs, if Verda recovers this, I'm putting 10k on your head. <laughs> I'm putting 10k hey, on your head. Listen, man, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. What I'm gonna say is this, right? You, you guys know I'm a shameless, shameless man. So if he if he if he suddenly starts scoring, is a win for me. If he's out of the team, is a win for me. You disgust me, man. You disgust me. <laughs> and the last question to end off our excellent and um, exciting pod is from Tebow. Tebow wants to know if we could choose three players to sell and who their replacement would, replacements would be, who would they be? I'm going to come around to all, all of you guys here to get your opinions. Anu, I'm going to start with you. How so three players to sell and their replacements. This is an, and their replacements, but I'm not doing that. This is a nasty question. Uh, okay, if I had to sell three players, oh, nasty. Um, Kepa, um, this is gonna sound harsh, but um, I would probably say Aspie. Um, and lastly, and that's due to age, honestly. That's mm, not but there, there, man, you're, you're running a risk because remember the question who you're going to sell on their replacements? The replacement, somebody else could do okay, okay, the replacement. And one more, if I had to sell on the team, and can they be on loan? Nah, bro, the question was who would you sell? Yeah, but they're trust players, isn't it? The players on loan, right? Oh, yep, yeah, go for it. Yeah, go that's for it. replacements, and the replacement, yeah, go for it. And I'll sell uh, Ruben. Oh, I, I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. Um, now, who their replacements be? I listen. I don't. Um, Kepa, we just need a. You just need a backup. Uh, I mean, yeah, Kepa. Listen, anyone, pull a pull a pull a English keeper up there. Add the numbers up, quota for that up. Um, right wing back. I don't even know what he's playing next year. Oh, come back to me on the replacements. Come back to me on the replacements. No worries, no worries. Shemi, I, I'm going to come to you. I would sell... Um, who would I sell? Probably... Barkley... Um, Barkley, Ruben and Alonso. Yeah. That's all the three. Any potential replacements? Replacements, uh, Basuma. Interesting. I like that one. Um, left, left wing, back up, left wing, back. I'm thinking, yes, techie still on on the spot. It's a bit techie. No worries, no worries. Ben, I'm gonna come to you next up. Um, I'm I'm probably selling Kepa. Ruben and Barkley, not because I don't believe in Ruben and Barkley, but like it's tight for them, bro. At the moment, like where where are they gonna play? Where like and obviously they're doing well alone or well enough. Um, so yeah, them they're actually four Alonso as well because that man I've been needing to get. I was gonna say about it. It won't be bad if if there weren't no Alonso. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I, I almost forgot that man is my arch nemesis man. So I'm gonna need him out, but I'm probably gonna replace them besides Kepa. Like obviously with Kepa. Just get me any serviceable backup keeper in there from one of the mid-table teams or something like that, um, or from abroad in it. But with the rest of them, I'm going to just replace them with kids, man. Because if you look at their roles in the squad, they're, they're the type of roles that I believe that the kids should play anyways, man, in terms of... And if you're not like an absolute top prospect, but maybe you're like a mid-table type of time, you can be a backup in the squad. you see what I'm trying to say? Or, um, you know, or if you're not ready yet type of thing, you can be a backup, like... And you look at the role that, especially Ruben and Barkley, they're, they're so out of the picture, they're on loan. So it wouldn't even make sense really signing players from another team to come and just not play as well, right? So, yeah. Mm, I like that, I like that, I like that. And, and you guys know me. You guys know me when it comes to the, these sales. Ah, boy, like, 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 like Jay himself, man. Like, like Jay himself, man. The chopping block is always active. 
you know. So if it was up to me, the first guy I'm going to have to sell is, <laughs> Ben, I'm going to have to back you up, my Marcus Alonso. That's, that's the first guy that's out, out of the window for me. And if I am to replace him, you know, because that left wing back position is an interesting one. And personally for me, I look at Sporting, Sporting Lisbon. They have a very exciting prospect there at left back. He's amazing going forwards. You know, he's actually been offered to Tottenham, I believe. Um, Nuno Mendes, you know, he's he's athletic. He's good. He's good on the ball. He's extremely technically proficient. He's secure. That's some of the stuff that I love to see in a footballer, and he's able to play both positions. So that would be my replacement. He's young as well. He's 18, so that's a perfect backup for a, for a chill while. Next up, if I was to sell any other players, for me personally, it's got to be, as you guys have said already, man, it's got to be Ruben Loftus-Cheek. That's the first one I'm going to have to sell. You know, the boohoo model himself. I'm sorry, brother. You know, you had your good times. We had some fun, but... It's time to go. It's time to go. And if I if I was to pick another player to sell, the last player for me it would be have to be you know it would have to be a, a Barkley. You know, I do feel like as you guys have said, you know, that I don't really think there's much space in terms of that um, attacking lineup now. You know, it looks like we're going to carry on these with this double six position going forward. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't believe Barkley has the defensive um, proficiency to play there consistently. Will he play the centre forward role or the, or the 10 role over like a Kai Havertz? I doubt it. Will he play the striker role? I doubt it. So, you know, unfortunately, it's going to have to be him going. And if it was me to replace him, I would replace him with a player alone in the form of Conor Gallagher. You know, I think he'll be perfect as a backup for the double six position. You know, he's played there at, in, in his time in the academy. He's played there at Charlton. He's played in more advanced positions. You know, he's a very proficient player technically. He's very adaptable. And I do feel like if we are to have a player that could play, you know, 15-odd games here here and there, I, I would take him there. You know, that would be me personally. But, yeah. So, guys. So, wait, hold on. I, I need to, my patience. I'm a bit... I'm a bit no, nah, sorry. We got a cut off, bro. We got, we got, we got in the show there. Impossible. Impossible. We got, we got in the show there, bro. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, the boss man daddy is, is, is messaging me right now. We got yeah, in the show there, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so no, sorry, I'm cool. man. But, listen, but yeah. listen, text me, yeah, if you're on the thing. But yeah, thank, thanks again, guys, for listening. Again, the show will be there on the Patreon. And yeah, peace. Cheers, guys. He done it! The greatest night in the history of Chelsea Football Club. Sports Social Podcast Network.